nothing for the record and nothing to condemn Mr. Nelson Welcome to Bridge Track by Track, I'm your host Darren, and today we'll be talking about 1000x Ampersand Os from Hit and Run Phase 1. Uh, recorded first of all in April 1992 at Paisley Park, and then re-recorded with different vocals in 1993, and then re-recorded again from scratch from what I can tell, uh, mm-hmm. autumn 2014, and finally released on the 7th of September 2014. On the track, it is Prince and Joshua Welton, although previously it was the MPG with Rosie Gaines who did the original version, and then... Later, it was the MPG with Nona Gay, who I'm guessing Nona Gay just came in and, and uh, you know, just went over Rose's vocals. Uh, the original track was 4 minutes 27, but this re-recorded version uh, is now 4 minutes 22. And joining me to talk about today is Josh Norman. Hello, Josh. Hello, Darren. Thanks for having me back on the show. Now, obviously, this had a bit of a long history in terms of a yeah, track. Yeah, a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, I don't know. It's one of those weird things where you find out that a Prince track has been hanging around for like 20 years. And at a certain point, you have to think to yourself, well, why was Prince so intent on re-recording this track? (laughs) And, um, you know, why did he hang on to this song? Um, You know, originally when it was recorded, it was called A Thousand Hugs and Kisses, like Prince wrote out the actual words. Um, And then, you know, he basically did what Prince did towards the end and just stopped using language altogether and just went with X's and O's um, uh, for the re-recorded version. Um, There were were kind of, you know, earlier kind of uh, like appearances of this song. He played it in 2007 before he re-recorded it. Um, And the final time he played it was February 2016, Um, you know, as like a a kind of piano ballad. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird because obviously the kind of the X's and O's thing, I guess some people understand that as hugs and kisses. uh, But but given that he's also had a song called Tic Tac Toe, um, it it kind of I guess some people could also see it as that as well. you know, and, uh, you know, uh, the kind of the Nona Gay version, I think is the version that I've heard online in various places. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I said, it was it's just a little bit longer than the eventual kind of version that Prince uh, Prince released. Uh, you know, it's it's basically a ballad. <laughs> I guess if yeah, you're going to have hugs of. and kisses in the title, yeah, yeah then you it's got to be a ballad. Yeah, I think the thing is, you know, obviously uh, we've discussed this before, but, you know, the kind of production from Joshua Welton, I think, is... Um, I don't know, maybe that's why Prince decided to kind of re-record this from scratch rather than just take, you know, whatever the MPG had done and kind of, you know, maybe change some of the lyrics or add some vocals or something. Instead, he basically kind of went in and, you know, redid it from the ground up. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't know, like, I, to me, it's just one of those things where you listen to, like, the kind of the Nona Gay MPG version um, and then you listen to this version and I'm like... I, you know, I'm not quite sure why Prince was so eager to bring this out of the vault. Like, uh, I don't, like it's not like there's anything kind of particularly special about it or different or uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on why Prince decided to resurrect this particular song. I, I don't know. It seemed like he intended it to be sung by a woman since uh, that happened twice before uh, he reworked it with his own vocals. Um, and it is a little repetitive. The song doesn't go in any unexpected direction once it takes off. But um, I will say from uh, the standpoint of Joshua Welton's involvement, I thought this was, um, it brought something 
a little bit uh, different to the song. Um, and I thought it was one of the more successful towards the end of this album is where I really started to uh, get into it. The first few times I listened to it and thought, well, there's some gems hidden in here. Um, and I thought, um, you know, like Kurt Loder said uh, on uh, MPG Music Club era print song, sometimes uh, simplicity is a keynote of art. Um, so I was trying to think of all the things Joshua Welton could have done with this song, but didn't. Um, and the restraint made it um, kind of special on an album that was full of wild sound effects and sounded like you were stuck inside of a pinball machine at times. I didn't get that with this song, uh, which I appreciated. Yeah, it, I mean, like, also its placement is quite interesting because, you know, right before you have, like, Mr. Nelson, which is, like, effectively, like, a remix of Clouds, mm-hmm. uh, and that and that comes out of, like, Hard Rock Lover, which is, you know, probably yes. the only real kind of pure kind of, like, rock song on this album. Yes. Um, you know, and probably the one where you feel Joshua Welton's involvement the least, I think, I would say, out of, out of yes. all the production. Um, so like coming into this song and you know finishing with like these you know uh, I would say that June is also kind of a balladish as well mm-hmm. kind of just finishing this album with a couple of ballads is kind of like a, a odd choice but yeah I think I think the kind of the you know the stuff that people the Prince fans in particular kind of complain about in terms of Joshua Welton's production I think the first like three or four songs are kind of more kind of awash in that yeah. and I think by the time you get to the end of the album it does feel like there's a bit of restraint that's been um, you know, exercised and, you know, kind of just Prince's vocals are allowed to kind of come through just a little bit more. Uh, yeah, and there's no like effects added, added to his voice or the slowdown effect that we get throughout the whole thing where, you know, he's speaking and then, you know, none of that is <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah, although I mean there is the kind of like the kind of pitch lowering in um, Hard Rock Lover where you have the kind yes. of so there is a little bit of that but yeah it's like I think I think there is a bit of a lighter touch in terms of the production for the kind of second half of the record. Um mm. but yeah like you say the song is just a little bit kind of repetitive there's a lot of you know I got a, a thousand hugs and kisses for you when you come home uh, when you come back home baby. Um, and then, like you say, yeah. I'm, what the weird thing is is obviously the fact that Prince has kind of maybe written this song for a woman to sing, and then he's, you know, singing the song here. Um, mm-hmm. So the stuff like you know, you work so hard, you really do. I don't think anyone could work as hard as you. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like probably the kind of the simplest rhyme that Prince has, has done in a few years. Yeah. Um, and this kind of like every drop of sweat on your brow is is well earned. So you believe the bet, like all of that stuff. When it's sung by like Nona Gay, it's it it does sound like you know uh, you know the kind of uh, the kind of stereotypical man coming home having worked all day and all that kind of stuff. When yeah, it's, like when it's sung. Yeah, blue blue collar work is what I thought. Yeah. Of. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so when so when Prince is singing it, either he's extremely enlightened and he's in the same sex relationship, um, or <laughs> I, I don't think so. Well, yeah, <laughs> or or <laughs> or he or you know or he's even more enlightened, and the woman has been out, you know, working in the hot desert sun, feeling the heat, and working up <laughs> yes. a sweat, and which I don't know makes it makes him. I, I guess maybe he's at home, you know, um, raising raising the children or something. I don't know. I I think it, it the, the kind of the interesting thing about this song is when it's gender flipped as it is here from the original intention. It does kind of bring up some questions as to you know the perspective that's being sung from. So it do, I don't know. It just makes some. There's some very kind of those first couple of verses at least. There's some very kind of like you know particularly this kind. Of, I, I don't know. I guess come and lay your head on your baby's chest uh, works either way. Um, yes. 
but the whole kind of you know the whole I don't know I think the hot desert sun you know every every sweat, sweat, drop of sweat thing I like if it's Prince letting his you know letting his his wife or girlfriend whoever work out in the hot sun and sweating it just feels like he's you know just sitting back watching them do I, I don't know it just it just feels a little bit kind of wrong um, in terms of the perspective but. I, I guess that's what happens when you write a song for one particular person and then end up just having to completely, I don't know, just basically do the same lyrics, but from a different point of view. Um, mm. And there's no kind of effort to kind of change it. But yeah, a lot a lot of the rest of the kind of song is mostly the kind of repetition of of these kind of hugs and kisses that, that Prince has ready waiting for when they come back home. And towards the end, the kind of, you know, the one time, two time, three times, I got mm. a thousand hugs and kisses. Like the, those, I, I don't know, I, I do kind of enjoy what Prince is doing here. Um, although the kind of I want to tie you up in lace and kiss you all yeah. over your face, like I don't know the whole kind of blind like love you give you love like you've never had blindfold gagged and bound. Yeah, that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it it does feel like it escalates just a little bit towards the end. <laughs> uh, all the other stuff in the song is kind of like just you know Prince saying you know you, you work hard and the world can be terrible, but you know I'm back here with the, you know these thousands of hugs and kisses. And then it does kind of get to this this kind of sexual turn, right. uh, which I maybe one of the things that kind of identifies it as like a you know pre Jehovah's Witness Prince, yeah. Uh, because you know I don't think that post Jehovah's Witness Prince would ever kind of write something that has the phrase blindfold gagged and bound, which itself kind of recalls. Um, I'm trying to remember the song now. I think it recalls Sexy MF, uh, where he does say the words. Um, um, something about blindfold, gagged, and bound. So that that's kind of like a repetition, which would have been from around the same time. So sure. it kind yep. of it kind of was you know something that was on his mind. Yeah, uh, blindfolding, gagging, and bounding people apparently uh, was <laughs> <laughs> was early ninety Prince's jam. I, I guess um, that's right. He's got a drawer full of blindfolds and gags. Uh, so I don't know. I like like you say, it is a little bit repetitive. It doesn't really kind of go in any unexpected direction, apart from that weird little escalation towards yeah, the end. Yeah. Um, you know, the the word love appears all through the song many different times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as well, kind of like the final line that you hear, which is the "give you love till you make them sounds." Again, that's uh, that feels like kind of you know early 90s prince would would easily kind of sing those lines but you know post jehovah's witness prince probably would never have written that as a line yeah which again it makes it kind of curious as to why he felt that he needed to bring this song out of the vault um and re-record it for this album yeah i'm i'm glad it's there um even though it doesn't go in any unexpected directions there's a lot of prince songs that do that like forever in my life that's just a beat and his vocals and that's all there is to it um, with minor exceptions. So it's hard to say, you know, you love a song like that and then this one comes up and it's sort of the same structure and uh, the same monotony and simplicity. Uh, but maybe there's something missing or just the oddness of it being a 20 plus year old song that uh, was pulled out and like you said, gender bended a little bit and thrown on an album um, that was kind of a collection of tracks, not a conceptual thing and has this outsider in Joshua Welton stepping in to add his touches to it too. Um, it makes it odd, but in a okay way it's it's okay and odd <laughs> i mean i'd say for me still probably though i don't know i can't go higher than a three mm-hmm. um you know i it, i feel like there's other stuff on this album that are you know stronger tracks so even just grading it on this album i feel like there's other songs on here that are fours and fives 
Um, so I and I don't think it kind of reaches those heights. Uh, and I also feel, you know, I, I think it is uh, the longest song on this album. Um, uh, you know, I think everything else is a lot shorter. This is like an album of re- a lot of like three minute songs. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, so I feel like it kind of overstays its welcome a little bit by about thirty seconds, and I'm like, you know, I feel like I've got the point. It's nice that we've got this bounding gag line suddenly coming up out of nowhere as a little surprise. But I feel like the song could have easily kind of, you know, lost a little bit of the the repetition of of how many hugs and kisses Prince has, and uh, and it wouldn't have been you know worse off. So you know, just a, a kind of a solid three for me. Okay, I'm a three also. If I had to divide this album in half of songs that I like and thought were interesting and other songs that I uh, probably won't go back and visit very often. This one probably falls into the half that I like. Um, so on a scale of one to five, yeah, I'm there with you on a three. Uh, Prince performed this song, like I said, you know, uh, kind of in 2016 as a piano thing, which I guess makes sense because of the, of the kind of stuff that's on this album, it's probably one of the few tracks that can just be stripped down to its, uh, no, its lyrics and, and kind of like a, a piano line and it would make sense. Um, you know, so and that that was performed uh, what two two months before his death in two thousand sixteen. Yeah, so but I mean, uh, you know, it it I think I think phase one and phase two of Hit and Run are interesting just because of the way that Prince, you know, was kind of coming up with music. I don't know, kind of like it felt like he would just release tracks at random, and then eventually someone was like these should really be collected together at some point so we can kind of make some money off them because, you know, tweeting out a song to a particular website is not really going to make us that much money, but sticking them on a CD will will kind of get us paid. Um, So obviously, you know, with this album, he he struck that Tidal deal and I guess that's kind of how he made the money off this one. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like you say, it's not really an album. It's just a kind of collection of odd songs that Prince seemed to be you know, releasing here and there and, and, you know, this one bringing it out of the vault, Mr. Nelson's a remix of clouds, like just everything just kind of feels, you know, like there was stuff that he had and someone at Warner brothers was like, it'd be nice if we could put this out on a CD at some point. And so there it is, you know, he kind of reluctantly grouped them together. Yeah. So, uh, I felt like we said about as much as we can about the, the thousand X's and O's. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Josh? Uh, thanks, Darren. Yes, I host a or co-host uh, another Prince-related podcast with my wife. It's called The Mountains and the Sea. Um, we take a look at a particular album from Prince, and then we review it and then look at uh, B-sides, remixes, and associated artists during that time period. Um, each of our episodes culminates in us picking a... Uh, a sea, which is our personal low point on the album, and a mountain, a high point on the album. Also a time capsule, a song or a moment that kind of encapsulates that uh, feel of that particular era. Um, and then we have spousal discussions over who's right and who's wrong. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast. And our podcast is available basically everywhere. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you could email us, not sure where you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks so much, Wolf, for being my guest here, Josh. Thanks, Darren, sending you lots of X's and O's from America. <laughs> and otherwise, yeah. goodbye. Bye. It's June.